0: See, now everyone witnessed. I got approval. So you can't copyright me, bitches. Fuck you.
1: also i need to take a shit soon
0: just do it bitch he's taking bitches so like don't sip that hard what's good what's poppin welcome back to the podcast ayy It's your host, Chocho Nachoco. I am joined here today with one of our crew members. The other crew members were a bunch of pussies and didn't want to... I'm just kidding. They're just doing their own thing. So today is just going to be your couple's wooga woopa Cringe. Cringe. Do you feel that? Feel the Cringe. Good. I'm glad you guys feel the cringe. Yeah, feel it. It's gonna be us, too. Chocho and After Image. Boo, say hi. What up, what up? Today, I wanted to do a little interview-style podcast where we talk about After Image while we talk about my boo. More specifically why he became a music producer cuz y'all might want to know. Oh my god, who is making these awesome tracks at the beginning of our podcast? Oh my god, who is making these awesome tracks at the end of our podcast? Well, that is none other than After Image, aka Ma boo aka chocho's Boo fuck off bitch. I thought it'd be interesting to put you guys in his world. Boo, would you uh, give give yourself like a nice introduction?
1: what up guys uh my name's is gil after image if you know me through twitch it's after image i used to go by different names on twitch i don't really i don't know i've stuck with after image for a while though but background with music uh, i used to be in a band played a lot of shows within california and just from when i was really young i was told that i have like a i don't know if it's called perfect pitch or i just had an inclination towards uh, music in general
0: also, guys, if you're not following, it's After Image on Spotify. So I'm going to post the link of his Spotify and his SoundCloud. If you follow my Discord, you can follow his music and stuff. So definitely listen to that. But yeah, let's talk about your uh, relationship with music. So you said you have a music history and you were in a band. What kind of band and why? Can we? Can you elaborate more on that?
1: So, I used to be in a metalcore, post-hardcore band, called, uh, I don't want to tell you what the name was, because I don't want you guys looking it up, but it was just a bunch of us in high school. Actually, it was my best friend at the time. We're not really friends anymore. Shit happened. Oh, well, whatever. He told me, I mean, he's always been into music also, but he told me he had met a few people that were at the neighboring high school. That we're kind of like, hey, let's uh let's do some band stuff. I'm like, all right, I'll I'll come by and let's see what's up. So I come by for a band practice and it was kind of just downhill from there. Not downhill. Well, essentially yes, downhill because the band didn't pan out. But yeah, we were just like, hey, let's let's try you out. Let's see if maybe we could use another guitarist. And so I was like, okay, sure, I'll be there. And then we vibed pretty well and I had a good time. And so we kept going. and Eventually started making music, started recording stuff. Had our first. EP recorded in Long Beach. And then a few years later down the line, I did a second EP slash album. But yeah, guitar.
0: You were the guitarist. And so what was your best friend?
1: So he was lead. I was playing rhythm, but we would trade a lot of lead parts. And it was a very, and I think that's what's cool about guitar or just instrumentation in general is that you can kind of freestyle just like you'd freestyle with. With rapping, he can freestyle uh, certain guitar parts and be like, "Okay, that sounds like it fit really well in there." But the reason why I was I was picked for guitar was because of my sister, and that's kind of goes that kind of goes back into my influences with music. I'd say I came from a I come from a big family, um, in which I gathered a lot of my influence from each family member. So, for example, like my big brother, he's the one that got me into. I have two big brothers. One of them got me into rap and hip-hop. The other one got me into metal and punk. So it's like a huge melting pot of music. My sister got me into, uh, like, ska and emo. And my other sister got me into, like, Christian music and all this other shit. So it's like, there's a lot to digest in terms of musical influence.
0: And uh, when did you start learning the guitar?
1: So my sister was in college at the time. Uh, she was at Fullerton and she had a, an acoustic electric guitar. And every time we'd visit her, because I was still really young, we'd visit her in college and she'd have her guitar. And I'd just be like, oh, this is really cool. And I'd just kind of like fiddle with it. And then eventually it got to a point where I wanted my own guitar. And so, you know, I got my own guitar. And then around that time was when my, you know, the whole band thing happened. But before that, I would just play guitar with my homies at school.
0: Oh, so you are self taught
1: yeah yeah self-taught
0: did you like you just kind of like copy songs that you used to like or that you would like to listen to and you're like oh let me just or would you self-taught as in the chords
1: so actually i don't know how to really read music i can read tablature which is different um tabs differ from music because tabs just show you what chord to play versus sheet music where you have to read the in between the lines and the notes yeah
0: oh wait so you don't know how to read the note
1: no i don't i took a guitar class but and that's kind of like my stint with reading sheet music but aside from that no i don't really know how to read notes
0: oh wow because like i watch you produce music with the piano keys so you're really just doing it with sounds yeah oh yeah. my gosh wow that's oh wow That's so cool. Okay, so like, so you learned a guitar with your friends. Did you learn any other instruments? Like drums, bass, you do some singing, some rapping, I don't know, write some lyrics.
1: Uh, I used to write a lot of like poetry in middle school. Yeah, I know, corny, whatever, but. um,
0: I've read some of them. (laughs) They're pretty good.
1: I used to write, yeah, I used to write a lot of poetry and da-da-da, but as far as other instruments, no. I was too broke to have a a drum set. I actually wanted to play drums at first. Mm
0: Mm-hmm. I feel like you'd be a really good drumist, too. I could see that.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's just so expensive, man. Like, a good drum set. Plus, I wasn't in, I guess, like, the, the right place to have a drum set. We came from a, a big family, so it's not like I have anywhere to practice it. Versus guitar, I can play more quietly.
0: Ah, true, true, true. Or, like, you can plug it to, like, headphones, can't you?
1: You can do that. Def- yeah, you can definitely do that.
0: Also, I said drumist. I meant drummer
1: yeah i didn't want to bring attention to that but you're doing great boo you're doing great i don't i don't know instrument i don't
0: i don't even know how to play an instrument that's a lie but anyways they'll do great okay so you did poetry you used to write you know write poetry before would you in your band write some lyrics or write any lyrics for them
1: um not necessarily because our our lead singer was also really good with was writing lyrics and stuff, so we just kind of like let him do his thing everyone kind of was was free to do their own thing, and I think that was was that was what was really cool about the band was everyone's styles kind of meshed together, but we all had similar um taste in music and s- similar bands that we wanted to sound like
0: oh it kind of you're kind of giving me jazz a little bit. I know rock and jazz crazy, but you know how jazz is. When they're doing – there's a certain piece of music that they follow, quote-unquote, but then they have their own expressions that they can do or their own freestyles and nuances, so everyone kind of just, like, adapts to that. So Mm -hmm. it kind of gives me that similar vibe of, like, oh, we have this one particular way we want to sound, but we still have our own self-expressions that we want to do, and Mm -hmm. y'all's better, like, you know – because at the end, you have to sound good all together. It's not just one person, so – Right. You kinda of have to adjust yourselves. Have you ever had that? Where you had to like adjust to the drummer or adjust
1: to the Oh a thousand percent. And you know, it's funny that you say that because our drummer was in jazz band. So he he was, you know, he has experience with time signatures and stuff like that. And actually for for a while it was hard for him to adjust to the style of music that we were trying to play. Because he was so used to like jazz music and rock and this and that not necessarily like post hardcore and things that require double kick bass pedals
0: i don't know what what did you call me
1: huh (laughs) so so most uh drum sets they have one kick right so you only need to do you only need to use one foot one leg for that kick to create
0: oh that that bottom thing right that
2: Mm
1: -hmm. the the kick bass okay now most days, these or most bands these days have double bass pedals, which they can create really intricate double bass patterns, and it essentially makes it more complex and heavier.
0: Can you get, give me like a like a boom pa pa boom like example like?
1: Yeah, yeah. Let me see.
0: And everyone that is listening. So in my Discord, we have a Wooga Woopa podcast talk channel under the social media tings category. If you go to that, we will have links of all these songs there and you can listen to them, write your reviews about them or how you feel and whatnot. And anything that we talked about in this podcast, you can discuss it amongst yourself because what is a Discord without discussion? Anyways, so the Backwards Pumpkin Song by Dance Gavin Dance... Timestamp.
1: You can literally hear it. He goes dika dika did it did it in the first like one second of the song. That's double bass pedals. Oh Actually if you got a two minutes eighteen seconds there, you'll hear a section where he's like did Oh. Oh
0: that's sick. Nice. Oh my gosh, I listen to rock music. High five.
1: Nice boom. Did great.
0: Okay. So rock music, rock band, all that. Who is when like your band, who were you guys more most inspired by? Which rock band?
1: Um I th- was like your muse. As a whole, there were a couple. I can name a couple just right off the bat.
0: Okay. Name it as a whole and then name one personally for you as a guitarist.
1: So if we were trying to sound like anybody, it would have been Underoath. And Dance Game and Dance.
0: If you want to give one, two songs, maybe the listeners want to listen to that band. What was your personal faves?
1: Under oath, you could do like uh, It's Dangerous Business, Walking Out Your Front Door is one. They have another one called Reinventing Your Exit. Um, Writing on the Walls is another popular one they have. That album, They're Only Chasing Safety, was a really defining album for the, I guess, for the genre and for me too cuz i mean it was kind of a, a new thing to get into just really really melodic like rock inching towards the heavier side screaming like a lot of screaming people people will often be like oh screamo and put all metal music and heavy music under that one umbrella but it, i th- i think it's doing a disservice to to rock music if you do that because it's kind of like oh they're screaming in it it's screamo they they're not looking into the Distinctions, the distinctions of the styles of rock or metal music. They just hear screaming and they automatically just go, "Oh, screaming, whatever." Read it off.
0: Right, right. It's like it's like in EDM when there's like house music, trap music, mm-hmm. progr- pro- progressive music, mm-hmm. techno. They just they just assume boom boop boop all club music
1: EDM, like, right?
0: All EDM, right?
1: Dubstep. It's all EDM. You know, it's the same shit, honestly.
0: Right. Exactly. You know what? I feel you. I don't like rock music, but I feel you with the not differentiating categories. Mm -hmm. Guys, know your categories, bitch. Anyways, I don't know why (laughs) I keep saying bitch. (laughs) I don't know why I'm so aggressive to our listeners. You guys are so lovely. Thank you for listening. This has been sponsored by Rock and EDM Music, our top favorite two music categories. But continuing, so what, some, what are some other songs? You said one more band.
1: So Dance Kevin Dance is the there other band. Mm-hmm. And I really, so they're, they're a very storied band at this point in their career. They've had, I want to say three singers, three lead singers since their inception. They started making music as a band in 2006. So this band is like 17 years old. And in that 17 years, they've had three lineup changes. Or three vocalist changes. And each vocalist brought a different style to the band. Like the first vocalist, he's a very controversial person. But he's Why? arguably a real... Why? hmm uh, Uh-oh. Drug abuser. Ah. Possibly uh domestic abuser. Yikes. I don't remember, yes or no. Um, and scammer. There was an incident where he scammed a lot of people out of MacBooks. So he can use that money for drugs. Bitch. And he was just kind of known as like this asshole, pretty much. But his singing, his voice, was something you'd never hear in music like this. It was a soulful voice. So he had, like, he had a vibrato to his voice that you don't hear in rock music ever. And a lot of bands emulated that. And so they kind of pioneered that sound in, in this genre. His name's Johnny Craig, by the way. Johnny Kirk, don't don't come from
0: this podcast.
1: We we um
0: we appreciate you singing. <laughs>
1: yeah, I I love his voice, straight up. I love his voice, but I mean, it's pretty much like objectively known that he's he's done some bad things, and he's like he's done some solo stuff too. But I think he's one of my favorite out of singers. Yeah, out of the out of that band, he's got some of my favorite songs like ever. Um, so if you guys are interested in dance, Kevin dance, uh, I personally like more of the older stuff, like before Tillian Pearson or Parson, whatever his last name is, who himself has his own controversies. So yeah, um, he took on the latter half of, and essentially till now, I think, they reinstated him back into the, the band. But uh, there was another singer that he only has a really brief stint with the band, like one, like maybe two albums out of the fucking 20 albums they have now. And he was really cool. I really loved his voice. His voice it was probably my second favorite in, the, in their band. But again, back to their, their songs that kind of redefined or defined my music taste for the band and the influence on our band. There is this song called And I Told Them I Invented Times New Roman. Insanely good song. There's Lemon Meringue Thai, the Backwards Pumpkin song. All really good, all from the same album. Um, I actually want to get this next song that I'm about to mention tattooed on myself called Uneasy Hearts Way the Most. And that's from the album following that one. That's when they changed to their second singer. And then, yeah, so like first singer and then second singer, and then they went back to the first singer, and then shit happened, drama, da da da. And then they brought in Tillian, which is the singer now. And Tillian's cool, but it's not my style. So yeah, Uneasy Hearts Way the Most. Me and Zolof get along fine. Like, those albums, those songs from those albums really helped shape the landscape of, of that kind of music for me.
0: Oh, nice. And then as a guitarist too, are those the songs and artists?
1: Yeah, so those songs, very, it's very sporadic, it feels like, but it meshes really well because their drummer, again, plays double bass pedals. Mm-hmm. It's like really melodic parts on top of double bass pedal aggressive, like sections, and I thought that was really cool.
0: And then, as a guitarist, what is what do you ma- what do you mainly have to focus on when you're in a rock band?
1: The so guitarist definitely you come up with melodies, and I think that's like the easiest part to writing a song is coming up with the melody for the song. And so your job, I guess, is to create the structure of the song you have the chorus you have pre-chorus you have verses you have a bridge etc etc and off of that your band members can create their parts or you know if they if they have a part that they want to implement then you can kind of be like okay this would sound good there it's it's very much a collaborative effort but yeah it's it's a lot of chord chord work and then kind of off of that you can you can go into like arpeggios and just leads or riffs, lead riffs. Or people call them licks also.
0: And, and for the viewers that don't have musical background, riffs
1: are? Riffs are kind of like, so you're thinking of a, like a pop song, right? I would liken riffs to a catchy part of a song that isn't the chorus. Like a little section, but it's, it's so distinct on its own that it's like, okay, I know what song that is.
0: Okay, so how how long were you in the rock band for? From about, let's
1: see, 2000, I want to say 2008 to 2012 or 13. And the only reason I stopped being in that band was because I went off to college.
2: Mm,
0: okay. So is it because like uh, location-wise, you guys just couldn't meet up? Or just like college, right. you're too busy?
1: Yeah, so the college I ended up, uh going to was to about 2 hours away and it was just too much of a at that time it's not like you can just discord and be like okay let's practice over the internet you right know, it's just we didn't have that kind of technology back then
0: mm makes sense
1: and i didn't have a car either so I was like uh, yeah
0: and now you're in college no rock band you know but you still have this musical like interest what made you start becoming a music producer
1: so in college i started dipping more into hip-hop and B, a a little bit of edm stuff and like stuff like that
0: as in like you like you started listening to those
1: right i started okay. listening to more of those genres mm-hmm. just because the people that i was surrounded by listened to a lot of that stuff rather than just you know, my friends back home just listening to heavy rock music. So it was kinda broadening my horizons being in college. And I attribute a lot of who I am today to my days in college because it was a really formative time coming from this town that didn't mean anything. You know, it's really sheltered, not a lot to do to, you know, being in college with a bunch of other college students and, you know, not being restricted or sheltered or anything like that. Just kind of free to do my own thing and free to think my own thoughts it was really eye-opening and so yeah i started dipping into those kinds of genres different types of music took dance classes you know i was really active in my culture club and yeah it's just a lot of different flowing in and so i guess going into the question of why did i become a music producer
0: mm-hmm. right yeah why did you start making music
1: I mean, essentially, music never left me. It's always been, like, a part of me. But it got to a point where, long story short, I graduated college. I was with my uh, ex-girlfriend at the time. Things didn't work out, and I ended up moving back home for a little while and figuring out what I wanted to do because I knew that I didn't have an interest or a passion in what I had studied for for four years, which is really shitty, to be honest. Like, you spend all this time and then you realize it's maybe not something that you want to do after all. And so I was thinking about joining the military. And so for a minute, I was training for the military. And then, you know, I was excelling in all their tests and all that shit. And I still, to this day, I still get hit up by recruiters like, hey, are you interested? Are you interested? And I'm like, no, dude, pass. I right, pass. Right. Um, Nothing
0: against the military. We always support the veterans in this podcast, but just pass
1: right absolutely and i have friends that have gone into the military uh post college as officers and stuff and that's really cool that was what i was gonna do but then again i just realized like maybe this isn't what i want to do after all and so i switched gears came out here to where i am now so i moved away from home and i was like what the fuck do i want to do with my life and i was like you know i should really kind of like dip my head back into music again And so for a couple years before I had moved out to my current location, I was like, maybe I'll just, maybe I'll just try it. I'll just try it. Like, what's there to lose? So I started playing with this app called GarageBand on my iPhone and just kind of, you know, getting a feel for how to compose music that way. Obviously, GarageBand isn't like a DAW. Uh, It's not a...
0: I don't know what DAW is.
1: Digital, I think it's digital audio work. Something, but it's basically um, like workspace. Yeah, it's basically like the program that you use to make music. It could be FL Studio, it could be Ableton. So it's like it's a it's a mobile D, DA, mobile DAW, mobile DAW. And so I was experimenting with a lot of that stuff on my phone. I was like, this is this is sick. Like I'm having fun with it. I'm learning a lot. I ended up buying a copy of FL Studio. Which, by the way, guys, buy FL Studio. Don't pirate it. Support these people, just like you'd support your friends. Like, support music. Anyway, well, I bought myself a copy, and I was learning how to, how to use the program for, like, a year or two. And even to this day, I'm still always learning something. And I just, I just kept going with it.
0: Nice. Do you have, like, a, sam- like a first song, sample of your first song that you made on your GarageBand?
1: Sample of my first song? Oh, jeez, yeah. let me see yeah actually so i have this song called somewhere soon i mean the title itself is me wanting to manifest oh we're getting into song titles we're getting into the the t
0: so if you're at this section of the podcast the background music is gil's first song that he made in GarageBand band on his phone called somewhere soon enjoy
1: soon was basically just a lo-fi i was starting to experiment with lo-fi first and
0: oh okay
1: and so that was my first ever upload like ever and that was on soundcloud mm-hmm. uh, it's called somewhere soon and it's just like a lo-fi song that i made on my phone and a lot of the songs that i have on that soundcloud profile are up to a certain point are from my iphone
0: okay so, how long did you use your iPhone till you switched over?
1: I think I started using FL Studio um, when I got out here and started learning how to use a program on my actual PC versus like on my phone.
0: Mm, okay, so probably like maybe like a year of using it probably. on your phone.
1: Mm-hmm. Maybe like a year, year and a half.
0: Year and a half? Okay.
1: Probably closer to two, actually.
0: And would you, like, sing on your phone too? Or are you just using the beats and then just.
1: Mainly the beats, but I did a song mm-hmm. that I did sing on. And it's very auto-tuney, slash, like, processed vocals. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did one song that I sang on.
0: Oh, nice. The name of that song is Honestly I'm Lying,
2: and this is that in the background. Enjoy! Hold my breath and close my eyes, Smoke shifting in my lungs, I'm not lost, I'm searching for the reason why I stay in the dark with this heart, but my thoughts won't set.
0: are interested in listening to his previous music it is on his soundcloud which i will link in the discord for you guys to listen to guys always support music artists that are trying because they are they are an artist and that is their form of art and everyone starts somewhere so we can appreciate people's journeys
1: right and i think this is like a perfect time for independent artists to thrive because we have all this All these the tic tacs. All these platforms at our disposal to you know to push our music in a way that that the artists who essentially should be getting all of their you know, they should be getting paid for what they do. They they get more of a cut, if not a hundred percent of it. They own all their music. So yeah, I think if And that's the beauty of it too, again, today. Today is like the perfect time to do or pursue music because we have like music production software on our phones. Like there's no excuse anymore. If you want to make music, you can make it.
0: Anywhere you want.
1: Right. And anywhere you want, you can say whatever you want. You can feel however you want because someone out there is going to relate to it, you know?
0: Right. There's so many people on this world. They're like, you will at least reach one. If not a thousand.
1: Right. And marketing yourself. Again, just using your your platforms to put yourself out there. Cause there's plenty of good artists that have great music that just aren't out there enough who deserve to be, you know, heard, recognized.
0: Which segues into actually there there is no segue into this. I was just gonna ask the question. But when you make music, do you make it based on your emotions your feelings or like what's going around uh, like going on around you or like maybe political things or are you inspired by trends or so- like trends or beats what is your process for the mu- when you start music making music
1: that's that's a really good question and i think there's several ways to go about it um and it's funny too because i feel like a lot of artists write the best when they're sad so when they're sad as fuck is when like the best shit comes out because then you can write about like being brokenhearted and shit like that or you know you can write about the struggle of everyday living you know it's just or you can write you know anti-government you know uh counterculture shit like rise against for example there's, it kind of just depends on, on the music you're making, I feel like, and it kind of, depending on your beliefs and what you want to manifest in your music, that's, the genre then comes from that. So if I'm, if I'm again, counterculture or if I want to talk shit on the government, I would make like punk music or rock or heavy, heavy metal. I wouldn't necessarily make EDM, feel me? I wouldn't, you know what I mean?
0: I mean, you could make a hard dubstep about the government.
1: True, but that's not
0: <laughs> You're thinking about bright EDM. We have we have the dark side to EDM. You just don't know it
1: yet. Yeah, but I'm sure like that side of EDM is mainly dealing with heartache and depression and shit. True.
0: So for you then, when you started off with lo-fi, experimenting with it, and now, what do you mostly make? Like, what's, what's been your journey of the genres? And what do you think best fits you and your style?
1: Honestly, I'm not
2: actually sure.
1: That's part of the excitement of it, is, is dabbling in different genres and then kind of being like, oh, how can I add my own sound to that? Or what could I do to make this my sound? Because I dabbled in EDM and, like, rock music hip-hop, R&B, da-da-da. And there's something to to learn from all of it. And so I don't want to just be like, oh, I'm strictly a rapper, strictly an EDM artist. Da-da-da. You know, at one point I wanted to be a DJ or just sell beats. But I was like, nah, I don't think. I don't think I want to do any of that.
0: Mm, okay, then what genre are you most comfortable in?
1: Probably trap music or just making trap beats and then Doing, like, I don't know, singing over it or just creating catchy hooks on it. But I've been dabbling with, like, like EDM, break, breakcore, drum and bass. Like it, like I said, it's just always a new discovery, new a new venture.
2: And
0: then for when you, so you mostly are comfortable with trap. And you were talking about how if you're talking about, like, politics and stuff, you would go more punk rock. What are you talking about in your music, then? What am I talking about? Yeah, when you make music,
1: it's usually like love related or or depression related because I like to think that I'm not mentally all there, Lamau, and so I like to kind of use music as a release for that.
0: It's like music. So music is kind of like an outlet for you speaking your feelings that you can't. You can't say with words, but you have to portray it through music.
1: One million percent. And just because what music does for me, I kind of want to do for other people. Even if it's one person that someone like hears a song, they're like, wow, that was that was really meaningful. That that really meant something to me. That's all I care about. Because I don't really actually don't care about getting popular or famous. I kind of just do this stuff because I think it's fun. And, you know, I, I really enjoy the, the process of it, of creating the, the sound, the atmosphere, and then writing on top of that. I think it's really, like, borderline spiritual. It's corny as shit, but, like, you know what I mean?
0: Right. I can really feel that music is very spiritual to him. And... Sometimes it like helps with his moods. So if he's having like a bad day, if he listens to like his favorite song, like he can like he feels better about it. And maybe, yeah, that maybe that is like similar for most people and that how music is. But it's just sometimes like some people just don't take music as deeply or like listens to the lyrics as I guess that's just me. Like, I mostly listen to the beat and sounds. You know what? I'm talking about most people. I'm just talking about me. This is me. Like, I'm usually... I'm the type of person that just listens to the beat and to the sounds. I don't really listen to lyrics or I don't know, like, the backstory of it. I just like how it makes me feel at the time. And certain sounds or certain beats will trigger memories in my brain. But it's, it's, not like, it's not like my getaway. It's not my escape. It's almost music is just kind of like something to distract my brain for overthinking. That's what music
1: is to me. And that's, versus, that's perfectly valid.
0: Thanks. Thank you.
1: Because music at the end of the day is interpretation. You can, you can say like, oh, that guy is a pop artist and he just makes pop music but someone else could look at that song and be like that shit that shit saved my life like you know it's all about how the listener like perceives the song so if it's if it's what makes you feel good or you know that's the meaning it has for you then that's what it is and that's fun
0: yeah i was like really deep down thinking i'm like why do i like edm so much it's really just a distraction to my brain Because I like to think and overthink a lot. And I'm just like, my brain needs to shut the fuck up sometimes. Just listen to some sounds. But I feel like words are too distracting because they're like talking about something. And I'm like, I'm not trying to like listen to someone talk to me about something. Like, I don't give a fuck about your life. Let me just shut up. for Like, I need a, like, it was almost like a meditation moment.
1: Okay. She was a stop singing, I'm trying to hear the the beat.
0: (laughs) That's why I stick with EDM, because it's like, there's not a lot of singing. But then some EDM is just too repetitive, so house music tends to be very repetitive. And I listen to house music more for, like, the rhythm in my body. So if I'm exercising, or if I'm doing, like, a cardio, generally with those kind of exercises, you need a body rhythm, or else you can't keep up the breathing, especially for swimming. So when I was younger, I used to, I had these underwater earbuds. like i had an underwater mp3 and i what? would clip it that's yeah. crazy i'd what? clip it to my one piece and i put the ear earbuds in and i had my swim cap over it so that it wouldn't wow. fall and i would swim to it and it would like house music just that
2: boom, that's
1: a boom, thing boom. dude that's sick yeah i mean also electric shock don't don't you know be careful but also that's sick
0: Right, it was a it was a trusted company. I didn't I didn't get electric shock, but you know I I might have lost a couple of like decibels in my ears, so I can't hear that well. But that's just you know EDM, unfortunate.
2: No, that's awesome. And
0: it was just kind of like that gives me like a brain focus. Anyways, this is not about me. I I just you know wanted to insert myself somewhere. Yeah, just tell me about how music affects you spiritually and how like it almost helps with if you're going through something mental health wise or anything how that gives you kind of like a therapy how how is music therapeutic to you
1: yeah um so the way that i use music to kind of help guide my emotional state because i do have bipolar disorder and it's hard to manage a lot of the time i use music to kind of stabilize my mood i would say and sometimes i use music in in the wrong way. And by that I mean I'll listen to really sad songs while I'm sad and it'll just keep me there, but it's comforting also. Like you get to kind of observe, like sit with that emotion and kind of just observe how you act and feel while you're in it versus just shutting it out and trying to forget that it exists. So
0: So you're like acknowledging it and almost studying it while being in that emotion. Mm
1: right yeah that's a good way to put it you can say that you're kind of studying it like why why do i feel comforted by this song or why do i feel this this gravitational pull towards sad music right now or what it kind of if i'm not sure of how i'm feeling either i i take that as a cue also like if i'm listening to sad music like am i am i sad am i experiencing a low right now like would i what is this Mood telling me like what's the atmosphere telling me, so it kind of helps me read the room too. But also in that way, um, yeah, music can also be a very like hype thing, which I feel like most people listen to music for, aside from you know chilling or, or just hanging out. Da da. I I think it's people listen to music because they want to feel good. They want to feel something. Yeah, in that same way that it could be detrimental, it could be supplemental to like a happier mind state.
0: Going back to you making music, when you write music, when you make music, do you start with a beat or do you start with the lyrics?
1: I start with a beat. Sometimes I'll, I'll be walking around, right? And I'll, I'll think of a hook or something that I want to say or express. And I'll be like, okay, that sounds, that sounds good. I think I can make a song out of that. And then, you know, I'll just...
0: When you start with a hook, do you start with like a drum or are you thinking like almost like a melody?
1: So yeah, if if it's like a song, if it's like a catchy song with singing in it, thinking of the melody first, so you're, you have the hook in your head, but then you're creating the melody for the hook. So for example, the song that I have, "You don't have to go," "Sorry, I haven't been myself lately," "You don't have to go," "Sorry, I haven't been myself lately," you
2: "Got lost along the way."
1: That song, I was walking days. home from work. And I had that song in my head as I was walking, kicking rocks and shit. And I was just like, okay, that sounds like something I could I could build off of. And by creating that melody, essentially you create the creating the key at which the song is played in, because all songs have a key, like A flat minor, G sharp, C, whatever. And then you you can go home and then build the song off of that using that key. You can build the chords, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But sometimes I'll have, I'll have like a hook in my head. I'll be like, yeah, let me, let me do that. And there's plenty of songs that I have where I only have a hook and I don't know what to do with the song. Oh. So I'm just sitting on that hook for like, literally like months, years even. Mm -hmm. Like there's songs that I have, that I've created that I still want to put out that I don't know what to add to. And... As an artist, that can be a little frustrating because it's like, damn, that that song has so much potential. But also it's like, you don't want to rush the process either. And
0: is there, is it just doing like, just doing daily tasks? You subconsciously marinate on it and then it just kind of clicks to you? Or is it you listen to a song and it kind of inspires you like, oh, I remember this hook that I made a long time ago. This, this kind of style would fit that hook.
1: Um, I think for me personally, I revisit a lot of those songs and then I'll have a fresh like take on what I want it to sound like. I know a lot of like artists and producers will put aside time every day or whatever in their week to go back to that song specifically and work on it and work on it work on it. But I feel like, again, for me personally, it's just... Um, I don't want to force anything. And I feel like that's why my releases for music are so infrequent and sporadic is because I like to take my time with it.
0: That's good, though. Like, you're really marinating on it, and you're really, like, putting more thought into it because you don't want to just keep pushing, you know, those thoughts. It's just you just want it to flow naturally. So it's more you. It's more Mm -hmm. authentic.
1: It has to be. I mean, for me, anyway. There's there's artists out there that just put out hype shit just, just to put out hype shit, and that's fine. But... As someone who was influenced by music, I want to put out the kind of feelings that music gave for me.
0: So, what ha- has been your favorite songs that you've made so far?
1: A meaningful song, Don't Go. It's a song that I that I wrote with three sections in mind. The first section being like my best friend. The second section being about my parents. And the last section being about, and it's general, like just someone that I'm in my feelings about. about
0: mm. Actually, that's one of my favorite songs. Don't go. That that is the song that made us start talking. Just letting you guys know.
1: Oh, nice, nice. Inside our
0: relationship, <laughs> ooh,
1: cringe,
0: cringe,
1: But again, kind of kind of harping back to using sadness as a tool for making music. That's a perfect example. Is is that of that feeling of not wanting to be left behind? Of if this is what it is, like just let me know. And that way, like, I can find closure in it kind of deal. Um, uh, actually, I really, I think my favorite song to date is "Shake Weight." It has, it has all the elements that I want in a song. It has, like, a catchy hook. It has, like, singing. It has, like, rapping in it. And I think that's kind of, like, the style that I want to pursue in a, in a general sense. I mean, not always, but just stuff like that. Yeah, I I think that song is really good. You can talk about Shake Weight being, like, a complete 180 for what I wanted to make a song about. It's a song that I wanted to portray positivity, so it goes, Why wait? You're right where you need to be. It's a long time coming. You don't need to hear from me that this is a sign that you needed. I swear that you were- I swear you know you were built for this moment. Take a breath, let it breathe then. And, yeah, it's like saying, hey, why are you hesitating? Like, fucking, this is- this is your moment. This is what you've been working for. This is- it's here. Like, like, seize it. Seize the day if you're not literally the first verse says if you're not doing what you love better second guess fuck all the doubt you'll lie for a reason sleeping on you cause they wish that they were the ones dreaming like fuck what everyone else says and feels and all their criticisms of it if this is something or you know whatever it is that you're feeling and you feel like it's right and you feel like you're ready like that's there's no time like the present and so that's kind of the, the feeling I wanted to capture with that song it's like you can wait all your life But maybe you'll never be ready But that doesn't mean that it's not ready for you Or that the moment it's presenting itself Because maybe maybe the universe sees that you're ready But you don't see it in yourself
0: Wait, so you said it was like a 180 What What do you mean by that?
1: Yeah, because typically I feel like The songs I would normally write are kind of Sad, crestfallen, sad, like hopeless romantic type shit, you know but I was like, you know what, let me just write a song that's kind of different. And so that's what that, what that was. It still has elements of that. Because there's a section where it's like, can't eat, appetite, loss to anxiety, need to find that energy and get back to, to the dream, hopefully, and then turn that shit into reality. It's so like, yeah, you can feel down, you can feel a type of way, but like, you you just you gotta move. You gotta do something. Because you can only stay in that space for so long. So, that, yeah, that song, aside from the, the lyrics, like the beat was really fun. I had a lot of fun making that song.
0: And what what were you going through at the time that made you just want to, like, let me just make a this kind of song?
1: I think it's very telltale that, like, telltale sign that I was projecting. Why wait? You're right where you need to be. It's a long time coming. It's me saying that I'm ready to make music. Like, I'm ready to, to start that journey. Like, what am I waiting for? The fuck? Like, you have everything you need. You have everything at your disposal. Like, there's no time to wait it's here now kind of deal and if you're not doing what you love then what are you doing
0: just do it bitch there you go okay so now you have a new release called snowy do you want to talk a little bit about your new release even though this podcast is gonna come out when uh, it's been out for a while, but no one has to know that.
1: Yeah, sure. So it's called Snowy. I decided to create a separate artist profile for it, which is more EDM sided slash experimental electronic shit. because um, I've been kind of in a phase lately where I'm experimenting with like break beats and you know shit like that, drum and bass, da da. And so I was like, let me just. Yeah, it's just I was like, let me let me just play with some chords. So I picked two chords. I'm like, could I write a whole song out of this? And I did. And that's what it came out of it. I used the drum sample, um, sped it up to give it a breakbeat feel, and then I added my own like trap flair to the chorus. So it's really bouncy, but also like, you know, just just fun, just something different.
0: Uh, was there any inspiration?
1: Yeah. So I wrote that song about my mom. My mom has her cancer came back. And so I wanted to write a song like you know, even though she's still alive for the time being, but I mean, everyone's got to go someday, right? So I wrote it in the in the in the perspective that maybe doesn't make it through her fight, and you know that's okay. But also like she's not completely gone; her energy stays with me, and she's watching, watching over me from the stars
2: and all that stuff. So,
0: oh, that's really nice. Well, thank you for sharing that with us. I hope you guys enjoy the music, um, especially with the meaning behind it, because just listening to and seeing Gil go through his process of music making, it really is like a part of his soul that he's giving to you to listen. So I hope when you guys listen to some of his songs that you can just kind of get a feel of how he is as a person, because not everything you can express through words. Sometimes you just have to like feel it through the notes, feel it through the vibes. So hopefully this gives you a little bit more insight on how he is as a person. Honestly, yeah, thank you so much for letting me do this interview uh, with you. I mean, we, I probably didn't ask all the questions. If you're curious about After Image or Gil's music producing life, Follow the Discord. It's in the links in Spotify. It's also in my link tree. There's a link somewhere. If you find the Discord, go to the channel, the Podcast Talk channel, and ask him some questions. You can add him on the Discord as After Image. It's A-F-T-E-R-I-M-V-G-E. After Image. Also go follow his Twitch. You can ask him shit on his Twitch when he streams.
1: Okay, yeah. No, thanks for having me. Appreciate it. If anyone wants to hit me up about anything regarding music, I'd be happy to help. So. I'm here. Look forward to more stuff. I feel like, you know, I took a year off the other last year and I feel like I've kind of gotten back on track with stuff. So look out for more stuff in the future.
0: But yeah, thank you for listening to today's Wooga Woopa podcast. Thanks for joining us. Again, follow Discord, ask your questions. Uh, and I will see you guys next week for another conversation. I don't know what we're talking about. When do I ever know what we're talking about? Have a good rest of your day.
1: Boy,
2: what's good? What's popping, bitch? Oh, yeah, uh, um, so please bitch. I can be your daddy, bitch. My like daddy, bitch. I really want to the daddy, bitch. Now daddy got it, you blood, bitch, no was you. Really no you. do really you. make me So, where we go?
0: this is this is post chocho recording after i just recorded the podcast it's been like what maybe an hour or two since i recorded i forgot to say the pun the fucking audacity <clears throat> so listen what is common between a boxer a successful music producer and a good fisherman the right hook okay boy!